Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi there. I'm Cindy Linden. And this is the Cook Along Podcast. Today, you're going to help me make some one-pot, cheesy Mexican lentils, black beans, and rice. And just like the title, there's a lot of words in the ingredients. In other words, the list is long. But don't let it intimidate you because this is incredibly easy to make. You just put it in a pan and wait, and then you put more stuff into the same pan, and you wait again, and then it's done. You're not going to want to start this too early in the day because it makes dinner and it's probably enough for four people and it only takes about half an hour to make. So you don't want to start it too early or it'll get cold before you want to eat it. This is not my recipe, by the way. I got this from RecipeRunner.com. Again, it's very simple, but it's really good and keeps well and has a lot of ingredients in it. So let me get to the ingredient list. You'll need a yellow onion. Actually, you only need half of a yellow onion. One clove of garlic. A half of a cup of uncooked long grain brown rice. You could use white rice if you don't have any brown, but it'll change the cooking time a little, so you'll need to keep an eye on it. You need some lentils. The recipe actually calls for French green lentils, and I think mine are Brown, brown is fine, red is also fine, red lentils are fine. You know, the thing is, I don't know what kind of lentils these are because I keep them in a canister once they're opened and then I throw away the bag. And brown lentils tend to look kind of green and green lentils tend to look kind of brown. So I don't know what I've got. But any lentils will do. So you need a half a cup of those uncooked and ready to go. You're gonna need a cup and a half of low sodium vegetable stock. If you don't have vegetable stock, but you have chicken stock, that will do. That's what I'm using today because it's what was already open in my refrigerator. Uh, Usually make it with vegetable stock. And then you need a bunch of spices. You need chili powder. And I'm gonna use Penzi's Ancho Chili Powder because I like the flavor and it's not overly hot, which I also like. You need some chipotle powder if you like that kind of thing. That is a little bit hot and smoky flavor. And if you have some, I really recommend putting it into this recipe because I think it really adds a nice dimension to this that I would miss, actually, if it wasn't in there. You'll need a quarter of a teaspoon of that. You need a half a teaspoon of ground cumin. You'll need some salt and some fresh ground black pepper if you have it. 
you'll need one 15 ounce can of black beans and you'll need a can of something called fire roasted tomatoes which essentially is diced tomatoes that they have charred on the outside before they canned it. If you don't have fire roasted ones, don't worry about it. If you do have just regular diced tomatoes, those will work just fine. So uh, what did I say? Half a cup of that. And we're gonna have to drain that. I'll tell you how to do that in a minute. You'll need a can of diced green chilies. They come in four ounce cans and that's what you need is four ounces. I use the mild ones. You'll need one small zucchini and you'll need a half a cup of frozen corn. Then you'll need some red enchilada sauce. There are several people who make a red enchilada sauce. This is unfortunately not a whole can. So you'll have to figure out what to do with the rest of the can later. Again, I've got a mild one because I'm a weenie when it comes to heat. And then you'll need some cheese, shredded cheese. And the recipe calls for three quarters of a cup. And I'm gonna use a half a cup of sharp cheddar, shredded, very sharp, and then I'm gonna use a quarter of a cup of mozzarella because that's sort of the garnish on the top and you know, things always look good when the cheese strings a little bit when you dish it up. That's your list of ingredients. There's one more, it's optional, which is some fresh cilantro. If you like that and you can get your hands on it, go ahead and have that handy as well. It's really just a garnish for the top. You would chop some and sprinkle it on the top so it's not urgent. I happen to live with somebody who is among the, I guess, fairly sizable group of people who really despise cilantro. I've read that there's a genetic predisposition to despising cilantro. (laughs) So there are people who, you cannot persuade them differently. They really are never gonna like cilantro. I live with one of those, so I'm not using cilantro. Don't be intimidated by the size of this list. And if you have to go out and buy some of the things before you can make this with me, that's fine. You can always come back later. That's kind of the cool thing about the podcast. It's right here when you need it. The list of ingredients is on the website, which is thecookalongpodcast.com. And that'll be the easiest place to review the list if you do need to go to the store. And it's worth it. Really, this is such a good dish. And it just happens to be gluten-free and vegetarian if you don't use chicken broth like I'm about to do, if you use the vegetable broth. Neither of those is the reason to eat this. The reason to eat this is because it's really yummy and the reason to cook it is because it's really yummy and it's really easy to make. So assemble your ingredients, put them on the counter. Here's your do-aheads. You're going to want to chop your onion. I've already done mine. I keep chopped ones sometimes in my fridge, so I'm not going to chop with you today. So take half of your onion and dice it up. And then your zucchini, you're going to want to wash really well because we're not going to peel it. So be sure you wash that. That's another do ahead. Get your corn out, your frozen corn, and set it out to defrost. It doesn't have to be completely defrosted, but it's best if it's not frozen because we're going to add it to a warm recipe and we don't want the recipe to stop cooking when we do that. And we're not gonna get to that part for a bit. Do get your corn out now so that you don't regret it later. You're gonna need a large saucepan, like a pot, like you would make soup in, and the pot should have a lid. And then you'll need some cooking spray, and I think that's it. Okay, so let's talk about chopping things. If you're gonna chop your onion, cut it in half crosswise so that you've got the root in one hand 
and uh, in your left hand if you're right-handed and cut it in half and put the half without the root in some kind of container to save for later and then peel off the outer skin of your onion like I said you're not going to hear me doing this because I have some already chopped and I'll tell you about that later if you stick around through the podcast I got a story to tell peel back the dry layers of the skin of the onion and then place the onion flat side down onto your cutting board and then take a chef's knife or whatever knife you're going to use to cut your onion and make little slots around the onion as though you were marking the hours of a clock. The root of the onion is the center of your clock and just cut all the way down to the cutting board. Hopefully it'll stay together. The onion won't fall apart. Make little hour marks and then you're going to take that onion, pick it up by the root end and turn it so the root is in your left hand again. This is again, assuming you're right-handed and you're gonna cut with your right hand. And then chop down with your knife toward the cutting board so that you're slicing across those slices you made a minute ago and this will chop up your onions. Now it's not gonna make really small dices. So when you're done doing that, you may want to re-chop some of them. In case you haven't done that yet, I'm gonna leave you to go do that. I'll be right back. We'll talk about garlic. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Okay, push your onion to one side on your cutting board 
and get a clove of garlic off of your head and discard all the outside paper parts. Now the inside clove has still got a dry casing on it. You know this, you've probably worked with garlic before. Now you're gonna take a knife that has a large blade and not a ceramic one, or you're gonna take, I'm gonna use a, what do they call this? A pastry scraper, a bench scraper, a pastry bench scraper. I can't remember what it's called, but it's big and it's flat and it scrapes things. Put that on top of the garlic and then put your palm on top of that blade and push down so that it makes the garlic crack. That will release the skin. Peel the skin off of your garlic. Oh, this turned out to be too close, so I'm gonna keep one of them for later. Peel the rest of the paper off. It should come off really easily because you smashed the garlic a little bit. And then chop it up tiny. Cut off the little root end. And here you can either mince it or you can use a zester. I think I'm gonna use a zester today. A, a, a zester, hmm, it looks like a, what does it look like? It looks like a grater, only the holes are smaller and you hold one side in your left hand. Bench scraper and zester, these are things you can look up online if you wanna know what they look like. But this makes the garlic really small. You could use a garlic press if you want. Uh, the only thing about this is, of course, your finger eventually has to come in contact with the sharp parts. Okay, so I'm gonna leave that. It, it'll stick to the bottom of your zester and you can just leave it there for later. Let's shred the zucchini while we're at it. I have a box grater, so you'll need some kind of a grater. My box grater has four sides. It's got one you would use to grate a hard cheese with little things that stick out. And then it has one that would slice things into three pieces, I guess, three slices at a time. And then it has large holes and it has small holes. I'm gonna use the small holes. Now take your zucchini that you've washed and cut off the very end opposite where the stem used to be. You know, they cut it off at the stem and it leaves this bumpy, bulgy, ugly thing on one end. Keep that piece. Don't take it off, don't cut it off because we're gonna use it to hold on to the zucchini when we get down to the nub so we don't kill our knuckles. And then just grate the whole zucchini on your grater, whatever kind of grater you've got, in the small holes. This will go pretty fast. Like I said, you didn't peel it, so it'll have some sort of nice color to it as well. And as you get farther down, you're gonna see what I mean. By the way, I don't know if I said it doesn't have to be a big zucchini. If you're growing zucchini, don't use that. It's too big. You just need a, a sort of small, you know, six to eight inch zucchini or you'll be grating all day and your uh, recipe will be way soupy, way too much zucchini in there. Okay, as we get down to the last half inch of that zucchini, your hands should be on that stem that you preserved so your fingers don't get scraped up. And then you can just throw the stem away and you've got a nice pile of freshly grated zucchini on your cutting board. Okay, here we go. So put your saucepan, your empty saucepan on the burner and turn the burner on to, uh, let's say medium high. Let's say like if you have a one that goes to 10, turn it on to maybe a seven or an eight. 
and heat the pan up and get your cooking spray ready. We're not gonna spray it until it's hot. Once your pot is heated up a bit and you can put your hand down over like an inch away from the bottom surface and feel that there's heat coming off of it, you wanna spray it with your cooking spray. And then we're gonna put into that pot the diced onion and the garlic. So I'm scraping that off the back of my zester here and putting that in with the onions. I hope I told you you could just mince that garlic. Did I tell you that? You just chop it up. Chop it up small. All right, we're gonna cook this for a little bit. We're just gonna sort of saute it for just a couple minutes. it's starting to cook. Now these onions will start to turn what they call translucent, which means they're not solid white anymore. I don't think they're going to have time to do a lot else. If they're stuck together, you want to spread them out a little bit. What we're doing isn't exactly cooking the onions and garlic. We're sort of encouraging the smell and the flavor to release a little bit so that it will sort of expand that aromatic smell and warm flavor will release into the sauce more easily. Okay, garlic's starting to brown to the bottom of the pan, so I'm going to call that good. Now, your rice and your lentils go in. So just dump them into the pan. There's the rice. And there's the lentils. Just stir them up a little bit for a minute. And now add your vegetable broth. Three cups of vegetable broth going into the pan. Stir it up a little bit. And here's the first time that we kind of let it do its own thing. I'm going to bring it to a boil, which will take a couple of minutes. You can turn it up to high now if you want to. We're going to try to get it to boil. Yeah, here I am watching the proverbial pot. But it should only take a minute because the pot's already hot. Now a boil, just so you know, I did this wrong for many years because I'm not a patient person, as you may have heard me express before. I wait for it to bubble a little bit, and when it starts to do that, then I go, oh, finally, and call that good in terms of boiling. But that's not what boiling looks like. So the first stage is it'll start to make a few occasional little bubbles. That doesn't count at all. And then it'll make a bunch of little bubbles. And you'll, you might think, okay, that must be boiling. It's not. That's called simmering. You need to keep going. There's mine starting to do the little bubble things now all over the pan. And I want to say that's good because I'm tired of waiting for it. But it isn't boiling. And you do want it to boil. So boiling means the bubbles get bigger. And there's actually some really furious action going on in the pan. And it's really hard not to stop this too early. It is for me anyway. I'm stirring it a little bit because it gives me something active to do while I wait for it to actually come to a full boil. 
Okay, there's the bigger bubbles. All right, now turn your heat down. So like one lower, one or two, and put a lid over the top. And here we just let it do its own thing for a while. Well, actually set your timer. You're gonna need to set a timer for about 30 minutes. And we'll check it. At 30 minutes, what we're looking for is that the rice and the lentils are tender. The liquid may or may not be all absorbed at that point, but we have to take some out and test them. Okay, so meanwhile, we're gonna open some cans. Actually, let's start with the seasoning. Now these can all go together into a little bowl or cup of some sort because they all go in at the same time. So into the bowl, you're putting a teaspoon of chili powder and then a half a teaspoon of cumin, ground cumin. Cumin is great stuff, wonderful. It's used in a lot of Mexican and Indian dishes, both. So half a teaspoon of the cumin. And then the next thing is the chipotle powder, which, you know what, I have to go down in my basement to get. I have so many spices, I have easily 60 plus spices in my kitchen, which means that the stuff I don't use as often is stored on the shelves in my basement and chipotle powder isn't a real frequent one. So here I am down in the basement pulling it off my shelves of probably another 60 spices jars. It's ridiculous to have so many, but I work in a spice store and I I bring things home. It's just the way of it. All right, so your chipotle powder, if you're using it, again, it's optional, but highly recommended. You don't need a lot of it. You just want a quarter of a teaspoon of this and add that to your mix. Then you need a little kosher salt or any kind of salt, really. I'm gonna suggest a half a teaspoon. You can add more later at the table if you need it. We don't wanna oversalt it. Put that in with the other spices. And then get your freshly ground pepper grinder out. And just over that bowl, grind it a few times. Till it looks right to you. You'll know how much pepper you do or don't like, so just do it till it feels right. And now let's open some cans. So the diced green chilies, it's just a little short squat can. Just take the lid off of it and don't do anything. You're not gonna drain this and you're gonna use the whole can so you don't have to measure anything out. Just have the lid off and have them ready to go. The black beans, again, just take the lid off because you're gonna use the whole can. But for this one, you need to put it in a colander Dump the can into the colander because we're going to rinse off this black sauce that's on it. So I'll throw it in the colander and then just do a quick rinse. The beans will kind of get bubbles on them and when the bubbles stop, your beans are pretty well rinsed and you can just leave those to sit for a while because we don't need them for a bit. And your fire roasted tomatoes. Undo the can lid on that. And this one, we want to drain. And you're not using the whole can, so it's a little tricky. You're going to need a slatted spoon. Do I have a slatted spoon here? I do. Or, if you don't have a slatted spoon, a fork. 
And once you get the can opener and take the lid off of it, you need to measure out a half a cup, leaving as much of the juice behind as you can because your stuff is gonna be pretty soupy if you don't. And again, just regular diced tomatoes are fine if you don't have the fire roasted ones. Measure out your half a cup and put those in a bowl or something for later. Then, then is the enchilada sauce. Let's open that can. And again, you might want to have a little bowl handy because we're not using the whole can of this either. These are, well, they come in regular big cans. I have one here that's 10 ounces. And while it's tempting to use the whole can because it's so close to being a cup, I don't recommend that you do that because it'll make your recipe too soupy. So get your measuring cup ready and pour out your cup of red enchilada sauce and have that ready to go as well. And now, if you need to shred your cheese, this would be a good time to do it. You need three quarters of a cup of cheese. It doesn't matter what kind. You can use a Mexican blend if you like that. I'm using pre-shredded extra sharp cheddar and pre-shredded mozzarella because it's easy and because I have it. So get your cheese ready too if you need to. The only thing about your cheese is that you want it in two pieces, two piles. You want a half a cup pile and a quarter cup pile. So if you have two kinds of cheese and you happen to be using mozzarella, you want it separate. Don't mix them together because the mozzarella goes on the top and the cheddar goes in the middle, okay? You can probably hear I'm getting ready to leave you on your own for a bit. My pot here says it's still got 22 minutes to cook and everything else is ready. Here's a time that you can take all those half cans of stuff and put the rest away in the refrigerator in some kind of containers because we're really all ready for the next step. We just can't do it for 22 minutes. So go away, grate your cheese, put your stuff away. I'll see you back here in a few minutes. Okay, so 30 minutes are up and this is the test point. So we're gonna take the lid off of our rice and lentils and just carefully stir it around a little bit and scoop out like one rice grain and one lentil. Oh dang, I actually had one and one for a second there. All right, so two rice grains and one lentil, okay. And what we're gonna do is let that cool for just a few seconds and then test it. Yeah, they should be tender. Mm-hmm. And indeed, mine are ready. Now, if it's not tender to your bite, if when you chew it, it still is tough, put it back on for a few minutes. If you are at the same stage I am, I also have a little extra liquid in here. Not a ton, but enough that I don't want it to soup up my recipe. So I am gonna sort of ladle that out of there and into what? Into, hmm, into this bowl. I don't want any of the rice. Oh, yeah, well, good luck with that. So yeah, sort of siphoning off the liquid. It would be easier to probably put this in the colander, but my colander has got beans in it. So I'm just one spoon at a time trying to get the liquid off. You know what, this is crazy. This is crazy. Okay, so I'm gonna put the beans in a bowl. And 
my colander back over the sink and I'm going to dump this out. Okay, when your liquid is off of there, put the rice and the beans, the uh, lentils back in the pan and back on the stove where it's still sitting on low. Now at this point, we start adding the seasonings. So dump in your little bowl full of seasonings and stir that in. Mmm, whoa, that smells. Oh. The chipotle makes all the difference, that little smoke, honestly, unless you really dislike smoke. It's fabulous stuff. Okay, and then everything else goes in. So the tomatoes, the fire roasted tomatoes or diced tomatoes, the hopefully now defrosted corn, the beans that are rinsed and drained, the enchilada sauce, the zucchini and the half cup of cheese that you've set aside all goes in and turn up your heat on your pan just a little bit to like four and stir all of that in together look at that i'm going to take a picture of this for you to see well, eventually, I'm gonna get it stirred up together first. This is just fabulous, look at that. Now what we're doing as we're stirring is we're waiting for the cheese to melt. It's going a little at a time. It's gonna take a few minutes, but your mixture is hot enough, it shouldn't take very long. If you're using a finely grated cheese, of course, yours will melt faster than, well, than mine, which happens to be a coarsely grated cheese. I'm using Tillamook farm style cut, extra sharp, white cheddar cheese. Why? Because it comes in huge bags at Costco. And then I don't have to grate cheese. And I like my cheese sharp. All right, I think it's all melted in there. I'm taking a picture for you. Oh, I forgot the diced green chilies. Oh, quick, put those in. Never mind. go <laughs> put those in. They should already be in. Add those, stir them in. See, so many ingredients that they're all sitting out here on the counter, I can't even see all of them because there's so many of them. All right, now I'm gonna take a picture for you. And you'll find this on the website, thecookalongpodcast.com. And then the final step is to, you can turn off the heat and take your quarter cup of remaining cheese. Like I said, mine is mozzarella and sprinkle it over the top of your dish. Oh heck, I'm using, it's the end. It's the end of my package, so I'm just sort of using all of it. No such thing as too much cheese. And then put your lid back on it with the heat off. All you're looking to do now is melt that top cheese. So when that's all melted, you are ready to serve this dish. So that's it for today. You can serve it with a little sour cream if you like, or some sliced avocados on top would be lovely. But none of those things are needed. If you're the cilantro fan, don't forget to top it with your cilantro garnish. Please visit the website. There are a ton of things on there that, that I have found really interesting and that's why I wrote about them. Separate from podcasts here, there is a whole series of blogs on really interesting cooking things. If you haven't checked those out, I hope you will. I think you'll learn some things. I certainly learned a ton of stuff when I was writing them. And 
still do every time I find something that fascinates me, I write it down in a blog to share with you. So your dinner is ready now. You can look for some dessert, except hopefully you've prepared this close enough to dinner that you don't have time to make dessert. So now as a bonus for having sat through this whole podcast, I'm going to tell you a story. So funny thing happened on the way to making this recipe. One of the unforeseen downsides of this form of sharing cooking with people is that you might have to make the recipe more than once and in short order. I actually made this about a week ago, but when I did it, my microphone wasn't plugged in correctly. And so I made the whole recipe and I told some terrific stories, discovering at some point that I had my shirt wrong side out and went into a whole riff on that. Don't know why, but I did and then fixed my shirt and continued on. And that is completely lost to history because my mic wasn't plugged in right. So here I am making it again, actually less than a week later. I had to wait a little bit because we'll be eating this for dinner and we just had it for dinner. So I had to give enough time in between that it wasn't too weird to serve the same thing for dinner again. And that is the downside. You know, you don't think about that when you're setting up an idea to find a, a way to media share cooking with people that's not your usual video so that people can actually cook along with you as you go and they have their hands free and their eyes free. So podcasts, perfect. The problem is if you mess up, you can't just fix it in the edit. You can't just talk about what needed to be done correctly. You actually have to redo the whole recipe because people are cooking along with you. And it's not that I mind because I really only cook things I like. I just thought you'd be amused to know that this is my second recording of this recipe made in the last week. That's it for today. And until next time, happy cooking. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can make a contribution through the supporter link on every Cook Along podcast page or go to Kofi, ko-fi.com slash the Cook Along podcast. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.